you squinted really yeah, hard. Like I was making sure I need to see both of my hands. I need to see my hands in that one and that one. So for when I sync up the audio later. Okay. Um, okay. So Suspirium, the new one. Not Isn't it old. called Suspiria? Yeah, you're right. It okay. is. Okay. Spoiler alert. Fast forward. <laughs> like. It's not that new, though, so. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. You know, if you haven't seen <laughs> it, you haven't fucking seen it. Honestly, the movie is more of an experience anyway. Too late. Okay, so there there are three ancient witches. One of those ancient witches is not in the movie at all. Okay? Okay. So Mar- Marcos is the one with the fucking baby hands, like, growing out of her tit. Okay. That's, that's one witch, right. one ancient witch. And then yeah. there's an older witch that, like, isn't really anywhere. So what I, what I was trying to say, that, that's Mother Suspiriarum. Okay. Mm so what I was trying to say was, the scene that I enjoyed was the most ancient witch was killing the regular witches for voting for the semi-ancient witch. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what was the witch's name? Oh, God, the amazing, beautiful actress that I can Tilda Swinton? Yes. Uh-huh. What was her character's name? I don't know. <laughs> I called her Tilda Swinton the entire time. Oh. Okay. And it's crazy because... Til- so Tilda Swinton plays three people in that movie. Whoa. Tilda Swinton is the German man, the old the old man whose <gasps> wife died in the concentration camp. That's Tilda Swinton. You are fucking right. And then there is one weird witch who's, like, not in the movie at all. Like, she's, she's there, but, like, she... She hangs out in the ballet place, and they're eating dinner together, mm-hmm. and then she kills herself at the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's also Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. so Tilda Swinton was, like, all over the place in that movie. I love that shit. Um, yeah, it's, like, because, like, she was definitely evil, but, like, when it got to the end and they killed her, I was like, oh, fuck, y'all weren't supposed to kill her. But they didn't kill her. Did she come back at the end? Yeah. So, okay, that's what I was trying to explain to you earlier. Oh, okay. So, I think, and I'm going to have to rewatch it, particularly okay. on drugs. <laughs> But uh, at the beginning when they vote, right? You remember that scene in the kitchen where they like go around the table and they're right. like, okay. I thought they were voting between her and the woman with the hand growing out of her titty. Because at in the couch scene where the two witches are sitting on the couch and they're like reading the newspaper. Do you remember that scene? Yes. She's like, we didn't choose you. We've already chosen. So we're not, we're going with this girl. Because remember, she was trying to slow down the whole process. She was trying to get the the lead actress more time. She didn't think it was like ready for, or whatever for the ritual. She wasn't, you know, ripe for the ritualing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think they were voting between those two witches. And then when the ancient witch comes back, she's murdering all of the people that didn't vote for her because Suspiria knew that she was trying to keep her safe. Oh, okay. You might be right about that. You might be right about that. <laughs> Honestly, I'm confused. I just, I don't know. The, that, the, the, the purge scene really stuck with me. It really, really did. Um, I don't know. And I, I, like, I think the fact that I was high had a lot to do with it. Um, but that fucking Tom York score just plus, it was so odd because it's so violent and kind of sad, but also so relaxing. <laughs> Is that weird? Um, no, I didn't have the feeling of relaxation when I was watching it. I think it's probably just the song. Okay, but see, I think that was a point that they made, and it was a good choice to have that juxtaposition. Like what you were seeing was not necessarily it was not <laughs> at all calming. <laughs> 
And then the score, a lot of the, and all, oh, Tom York's voice is right, just he like. He killed that shit. Yeah, he's incredible. I fucking love Radiohead. I really, I would love for you to give it another swing and then tell me what you think about it. And no, maybe so not like, listen to all uh, the, just okay. the hits. So I'm getting older. You know my birthday's coming up. Okay. And. <laughs> Wait, what day is your birthday? Halloween. Oh, we've had this conversation yeah, like so a, many times. I'm day? so sorry. The takeaway is not to do drugs. Anyway. I'm not going to do, I don't know what I'm going to do on my birthday this year. I don't have plans. Are you going to dress up? Where the fuck am I going to go? Sit your ass in your house and be dressed up. In a costume? Up. Why? What? I'll come over and I'll sit here in a costume. Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. But you have to be a witch. Okay. <laughs> I get to, I'm get i going to wear my horns, though, you know. Okay. Okay. Did you dress up last year? I I mean, my form of dressing up is just dressing like I normally do and wearing yeah. huge horns. Fair enough. You know. Yeah, that's a, that's okay. a vibe. Look at me. Um. No, so I, I'm... Because I'm one of those people that, like, is n- I've never really given Radiohead a fair shot. I'm just be honest. I've never, I've never really delved into their discography to have a valid opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I just know that I'm very, very pop-oriented. I mean, like, I like indie types of pop, but, like, I'm just not... My, my, my default is not music that is cerebral. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. you like Ariel Pink, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I like, <laughs> but Ariel Pink has like pop songs too. That, no, yeah, for sure. A- 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 They're very cerebral, a- though. I think he he also has a lot of music. Yeah, I would say Ariel Pink is more whimsical. Definitely, um, and also I think that some of the writing there is not the same content. Like Radiohead stuff is it's it's kind of on that bordering edge of like. Mm, I'm I'm trying to be diplomatic. Um, It's definitely cerebral. It's definitely can be like really airy at times, especially with Tom York's voice. Radiohead portrays an image that says, we are smart and we want everyone to know it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That and there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. cool. Like, right, right, you know, right. like I, I like I, I think it's like such a weird flex that they don't play creep anymore. You feel like it's pretentious. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like music that is. Oh my god! So I think. Oh, I shouldn't say this. No, no, no. Say on, it. On the recorded. Say it. Say it. Oh, unless. Uh, the movie we were talking about. Um, Suspiria? Money. No, Bonnie Python and the Holy Grail or whatever. Uh-huh. I feel like that about that movie. It's like a bunch of people. I mean, I get why history can be funny. I get that we should learn our history. But I think the reason I don't think it's that funny is clearly I'm an ignorant uh-huh. bitch. Because everyone thinks that movie is funny. Yeah, I've never fucking seen it. So I like. I wish I could have an opinion. Like, I would love to know it, your opinion. It's, we- it's weird because like I will sit here and tell you, well, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I can't have an opinion on it because I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But I won't say that. About like a band, like I'll I'll have created an image for a band that I haven't really like. I've listened to like the very popular songs mm-hmm. and made that my opinion, which is a terrible way to base your opinion. E- like right, yeah. Sometimes when I talk about like bands that I don't like, I really don't know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna call you out on that shit from now on. I know what I'm talking about with Nas. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Like it's a, so so tool is another one. And it's oh weird. no! Don't do this to me, Solomon. No, 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 listen, 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 listen. I'm listening. Uh, I the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I was I was on this a podcast last night um, with these two dudes um, named Kendall and Jason who they have a pa- podcast called uh, the East Nashville Yacht Club and they're just really big music fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jason is like really into Tool and when they were talking about, it, I was like, oh yeah, I have a friend. I was thinking about you that like really likes that band. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a band that I think most people have a poor opinion on. 
ha- having never listened to, and I'm saying that is I haven't listened like the most tool I've ever listened to is I was in an Uber ride one time, and um, he the dude was playing the new Tool album, like the one that came out. I guess that was like about a year, year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're only like fear inoculum. Yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> that sounds it's pretentious very, as fuck. Oh, it does. I think it sounds witchy. Oh no, we went out. Um, oh, it, did you hang on? <laughs> just, just here, just kick the box. Everybody, <laughs> right, right, What about now? Oh, you almost had, there. You go. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> gone. Is it gone again? We can keep going though. Here, uh, it's still recording. You just can't hear yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Is it back now? Yes. It is. In the future, I'm not gonna stop it though. Okay. Is it still? Is it? Is it back? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fear Inoculum. Fear Inoculum. Yes. I heard I was in a car and the dude was playing that album and I was like, okay, well I see why people are into this. They're, they're, you know, they they're they're good musicians. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, but I think part of why they get such a bad rap is because people are so pretentious about liking them because tool fans think they've figured out something that no one else has figured out. I mean, can't we say that about literally anything? Uh, like there are fan. We were actually talking about this last time. Um, mm-hmm. Different kinds of fans that we see, and like how it culminates in like the type of people that listen to a certain type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I think that anyone that loves something enough to feel like it's what makes them special can get pretentious. Like you know, like if you met somebody and they're just like, "No, you don't know about blank." band mm-hmm. you know and it's almost like an ego thing we're like no you don't know shit about this band like you don't know shit about shit you know mm-hmm. um that, that like ego that's attached with like the music you know about and i think we know that deeply i don't know i've listened to people be pretentious and condescending talking about music I, i'm from nashville like i think we gotta kind of take that ego out of it but i mean i make the same jokes mm-hmm. um i'll make the same jokes about like oh, slayer fans you know I mean, but at the same time, there is a condescending level that comes with every genre of music. Yeah. But they're all different kinds of people. And I will say that, like, God with metal, Jesus fucking Christ. So just liking pop music and liking metal Mm -hmm. is a bad decision on my part. I get shit from so many sides of the fence. Like, people that love metal, like, drag me for liking any kind of pop music. Mm -hmm. Like, when when you pull up my Spotify, it's like, I, people would judge me only because it would be like, you know, like Ariana Grande and like right next to that would be Tool or like, you know, whatever, or Bring Me the Horizon or some shit, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Evanescence, God. Jesus. I'm getting real right <laughs> That's now. not metal. No, Evanescence <laughs> is not metal. <laughs> but yeah, I, I took your point. <laughs> I mean, okay, so first let me say Ghost is a thing. And that is both pop and metal. And I actually think that is quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, Music is one of those things where pe- people's people take their taste very personally because it's like a part of their identity, mm-hmm. and people like feeling like they're part of a tribe. It's like a church for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and part 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 of religion is inherently exclusionary. Mm-hmm. And I think that especially when you get when, like metal, for example, mm-hmm. um, and this this I think is true for Radiohead fans, and I think it's also true for Tool fans. The the exclusivity of it is kind of what makes it cool because on one hand they're like yeah I have better taste than everybody else mm-hmm. and those are the same people that'll complain when new people get into it and it's like ah oh, you just now heard that disgusting yeah it's like it, 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 it's very much an exclusionary thing I think that's dumb I think we're also addicted to the fact that we have like a constant stream of information um, and we've had more information than like most people have had ever in time <laughs> so there's a name for that well I'm sure there's a name for that so 
I forget who wrote the book. Oh, as I have a laptop in front of me. Um, <laughs> it's called the Information Action Ratio. Okay. Which is basically like this hypothesis that basically states that in the information age, we'll be so inundated with information um, that it'll practically become useless because we will have all this information at our fingertips and have no idea what to do with it. Ugh, we're so there already. God. Yeah, no, I think we are. Yeah. Neil Postman, that's his name. Nice. Plug. Well, uh, we're here. <laughs> um, and we are here, and the election is literally two weeks away from today. So two weeks from this recording. By the time you're hearing this, it'll probably be like a week or five days away. And it, like in 2020 time, there's no fucking telling what will have happened between now and then. Um, but honestly, so when I asked you to come on the show so we could like talk about the election ahead of it, I was feeling a lot worse about it than I am today. Mm. Um, it's important to be cautiously optimistic because anything could happen. A lot could happen in these next two weeks. And it's important that everybody listening make sure as they get out and vote because that's really what all of this is contingent upon. If everybody goes and votes, this thing is fucking over. Because your boy, Donald, has lost it in a way that he's never lost it before. Like, my man is bad news bears in it like crazy. To the point where it's not even really funny anymore. It's not. Like, and it, I don't know, his, his presidency's been so strange because it's been horrifying and it's been laughable. It's been confusing all at the same time. But now it's, it, it, it's kind of just, it, it's pathetic. It's pitiful. Um, there are still Trump supporters out there everywhere, though. There, yeah. You know, I just would like to state that that was it. No, there, there, there are, and you know, that's that's their choice. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to beat up on anybody. Um, I don't know what happens with those people when all this is over. Honestly, they'll probably just go on about their lives, really. But I, for for a while, I think like a lot of people were like afraid that we were going to have like some mass civil war, and under a certain under a certain lens, I, I guess I understand why people were so afraid of that, but. Are you weary about him um, making an attempt to stack the Supreme Court? Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they get Amy Coney Barrett through before the election. Because she, I think they, they're, the hearings are finished, are they not? Yes. I think they're finished. Um, I watched some of them. I, I could watch only but a little bit. He, I just... I um, I don't really. He's he's that's that's the only pick that he would be able to get. You know, like she 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 might make it. I don't think they're gonna save him from losing. For a while, it looked like it might be super close. Did it go out? No. Okay. Um, it looked like the election was gonna be super close, and people were like afraid that it was gonna be like a Bush v. Gore scenario where it went to the Supreme Court. But if the polls continue to look the way that they're looking even if they're as wrong as they were in 2016, is not going to be close. Um, so, no, I'm not, I'm not really worried about that. I mean, I haven't been keeping up with it super closely, but, like, even I'm looking at this right here for, from Roll Call. I mean, the Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett is expected to advance in a rare Sunday session with a final confirmation vote early next week. So it looks like she's going to make it. Um 
And as far as like your establishment Republicans are concerned, that's all they fucking care about because I think all of them would be happy to be rid of Donald Trump because um, obviously he's made like our lives harder, but he's also made life hard for establishment Republicans because they got to make sense out of all the fucking bullshit that he does on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, he literally fucking tweeted like, don't vote for Joe Biden because he'll listen to the scientists mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. he if he wins and I'm like dude come on man yeah i would think th- i think what i want from this cuz i'm i'm very afraid to be optimistic cuz i was optimistic with hillary and that didn't end up well so mm-hmm. i'm obviously um a little bit apprehensive i know that it's not the same i know that it's a f- bigger deficit right now um i think i mean obviously we're all going to be pretty nervous it's like this regardless of who's up for running, you know, for the next couple of weeks, we're all going to be kind of nervous. Um, I just really hope that, you know, let's say in a good case that Biden wins and we get Trump out of office. I think that this has shown us that there's just so much work to be done. Um, and even if he does stack the Supreme court and isn't reelected, it's still a big deal. When you say stack, what do you like? You just mean like Amy Coney Barrett gets confirmed. One more Republican. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To break the mm-hmm. gridlock. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what really needs to start to happen is like waking up to the like horror that has become bipartisan politics and like at tw- in in the year twenty twenty the fact that we can still uh, have an electoral college and have gerrymandering and have you know voter suppression on the level that it's in is just like that's just the next step i also um would like to note that something exciting is happening which is marquita bradshaw she's like you know yeah that's dope like fuck trump you know that's why it's important to vote because she could win Um, yeah dude she could so you know if you're and she's environmentally extremely conscious and a lot of her platforms are all about it she is literally one of the most progressive candidates in the country Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's one of the more exciting races that's happening right now. No, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad that you're keeping up with that race. We were I was talking with Jess Nolan, who's a musician and very very cool person. Earlier today, we were talking about that. I think she's actually very involved with at least maybe tangentially tangentially with that campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, it it is people like Marquita Bradshaw that like give me a whole lot of hope um, because people like her have won. Like it was like the same deal with Cory Bush, who's in. Um, the the House of Representatives from Missouri, but very very progressive candidate, mm-hmm. also a black woman. Um, so mm-hmm. you know the, these the Jamal Jamal Bowman, who's a man, and he's I think he's from New York. But you know it, it it's been a good year mm-hmm. in spite of everything that's happening for progressive candidates. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, in a lot of ways, that ends up being more important than the presidency. Have you done any more research on ranked voting since we talked about it last? No, but one of my favorite um, YouTubers actually just did a video on it that I haven't watched yet. Word. Um, his name is Second Thought. Okay. Uh, so uh, explain it to me like as best as you can. Um, the process. So you go in. There's a ballot. You are doing ranked choice, which is just where you're ranking. So your least favorite to your most favoritist, right? Mm-hmm. And that way, um, instead of getting representatives that have like a 66% disapproval rating with, you know, the people that are voting, um, you would be able to kick back your second choice, which just means that like, if your first choice didn't make it, 
and they were eliminated, your second choice would still be put in the ballot. Um, so you have an opportunity to get a representative that maybe is a little bit more evenly flavored. There are cons to it, um, and <laughs> trying to be diplomatic, uh, most of the cons have something to do with the fact that it can confuse people um, because it's just more names, and it's you know like you're you're ra you're rating them. You're not just saying, oh, I want to vote for a Republican, or oh, I want to vote for a Democrat, oh, I want to vote for you know this flaming bag of shit or this like you know pedophile. So, I mean, yeah, I this this is like a Radiohead thing. I don't know a whole lot about it, so my opinion on this is going to be very very limited. But my first question would be: Does this not increase the likelihood that people win with? maybe a plurality so when when they've done it that has been the number one concern they've done it in like san francisco and stuff um i think also oregon did it too uh -huh. um and i mean the number one concern especially uh, and that's the number one argument with about defeating like the electoral college and stuff is that the fact that winning on plurality would be you know like texas or whatever i mean but in in true in truth we're there right now well yes and but but to that point where they're right now, pluralities that that's how weirdos get elected. I don't disagree. Um, and I'm not saying, and, and maybe that's an extreme example. And you know, for somebody that is more educated on ranked voting than myself, maybe then that that maybe this is kind of a frivolous concern. But like, um, when you look at like extremists, for mm -hmm. example, very rarely do they ever win majorities they they win pluralities but pluralities come out of split split factions mm -hmm. like you know people who are like various degrees on the left and various degrees on the right when they're all split up the weirdos win mm. um but you know I, I guess right now our problem isn't so much weirdos it's a, a establishment politics is the bad thing but yeah that, that would just be my first concern and obviously like so i'm reading this book called the death of democracy mm -hmm. um which is about the Weimar Republic, which was uh, what they call it Germany in the interim period between the end of World War One, the, the end of the German Empire, and leading into Nazi Germany when, when Hitler took over. And it's just about all the politics that led to Hitler being um, mm -hmm. the chancellor and the de facto dictator of Hitler, I mean, of, of, of Germany. Um, Nazis in, in, in German parliament never won over 33% of the vote. Um, and I mean, obviously, people did vote for them, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like the majority of Germans voted for Nazi Party candidates. Right? Um, they had a weird fucking system, and I think that a system with more political party choices sounds preferential given our current predicament. But when you look at other countries, countries that have all these weird fucking political parties all over the place, weird shit happens. Mm -hmm. Like when Brexit fucking happened, mm. they had UKIP, the United Kingdom Independence Party, mm -hmm. and they literally ran a campaign to get Great Britain to leave the European Union and then disappeared mm -hmm. because their job was done. Right. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I, I the, the two the, the two party thing clearly isn't working. I think part part of our problem is that we're still very tunnel vision about like presidential politics. That's like the you know that's, that's like the Super Bowl and. We're no nobody is paying super close attention to like their local city council races and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. 
And to an extent, it's also like you have to like really, really work to find information about those races. Like this, the presidential race is like blasted in your face online on television all the fucking time. Like you mm-hmm. want to be involved in your city council, you got to go to the fucking meetings. <laughs> yeah, you got to go to the meetings. And I think that that's the whole point, right? Yeah, you know, is that you actually have to dig in and make time and like for local government. I mean, and think about how much they're getting paid. I mean, like there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into that. I think it's also crazy that we treat, I mean, it's honestly a production of like our societal values, to be honest with you, because we don't really see teachers or like local politicians as these like incredible superheroes that they really are. Um, and we don't pay them like they are. So it makes sense that we don't value them because all we value in the society is money. Mm. But anyway, I think ranked voting is something that, I mean, the whole, the whole argument is, will it, actually dilute democracy which is what you're saying will it make it more difficult and it is going to make it more confusing i mm-hmm. mean instead of voting twice you know you're going to be you're going to pick your representative and then you're going to vote yeah. you're going to have to do th- more than that so it's honestly going to bring more confusion but personally um the cons to me at least from where we're standing right now don't seem as um daunting uh as the pros there are a lot of places all over the world like australia <laughs> I thought it was my phone for a second. I was like, I swear. Um, damn. Uh, yeah. So Australia. So San Francisco, they've been doing it since. So mm-hmm. there are places where it's worked. That they think it's working. That they think it's going well. Um, and I just think that it's something that a lot of people don't know about. A lot of people don't even realize that, like, the fact that we have bipartisan politics in this country and how deeply ingrained it is in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the reasons we don't give a shit about our local government, right? Because the average Joe doesn't believe that his local councilman is going to do dick about how much he's getting paid at mm-hmm. his job. Yeah. You know, um, so when I, you know, if I get pulled over with, like, an over an ounce in Davidson County, like, it doesn't matter who I voted for in my local election all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty wild. So I think we get discouraged in the system. I mean, the system wants us to be discouraged and the system wants us to think that the only thing that matters is like a major presidential election. And um, Let's do this. Yeah. Let's start at the ground level. Because cool. honestly, like I, like we originally, like I was going to talk about the election and we'll get back to it, I guess. It just like <laughs> from, from, from what I'm looking at, the shit does not look particularly newsworthy right now. Like y- 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 your boy is fucked up. <laughs> And he 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 seems intent on continuing to fuck up, um, like to the point where I wonder if he's throwing it. Um, no, dude. I look either either he either he's throwing it or he's gone senile or he's just dumber than we thought he was this entire time. Well, I mean, he was on steroids for a minute. Everybody says he's on uppers. <laughs> I mean, I think he's been Which on uppers. I think, I think his whole body is held together by an array of cocktail of drugs. I yeah. mean, he's rich. What do you mean? To be fair, they also say that Joe is also on uppers, though. I mean, okay. They do. Who's not on it? I mean, I'm not on an upper We're right drinking now. caffeine. That's an upper. That, oh, that's true. So, Diuretic, too. I guess, honestly, we're, 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 we're really just, this is pot calling kettle black. It's not, though, because, you know, really nice, like, fucking whatever, cocaine, meth, whatever. We we probably have never done cocaine that Donald Trump can do. He, does that okay, make but sense does he, to you? But okay, so, but he doesn't drink. That, now, I, I have no idea. He, he might do, like, Adderall or steroids or some shit, but he doesn't drink. You think he's really doing coke? Um, but he might be. I don't fucking know. Maybe not now because he's getting older and his heart's probably had enough cocaine because I bet he's done a plenty. Yeah. Oh, plenty in his lifetime. Mm. Um, 
But I definitely think he's probably on a couple drugs that he wouldn't like to mention that are prescribed either medications mm. or, yeah, he's like doing whatever he's doing. I mean, now that he's in the Oval Office or whatever, obviously he's probably not just like railing lines on the regular. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think that it would be nice if presidential candidates had to be <laughs> at least somewhat transparent about their pasts or about, you know, cause I mean, he dragged Joe Biden's son for being a- addicted to drugs. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like yeah. doing the lowest, cheapest shots, like low moment. You, I wish he was on cocaine. If he was in a better mood and he was a better person, Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Honestly, who gives a fuck what he's on? Yeah. His meds are wrong. Dear Donald Trump psychiatrist, <laughs> his meds are fucking clearly off. And he's in a bubble. I mean, he's, he was already in a bubble. He's a f- incredibly famous. It was a it was a recipe. He's a chaos president. He throws fire on everything. Maybe he's made such a mess he's throwing it now. He probably doesn't even realize. he's. Who knows what even happened when he got corona? I don't know. The fact that they try to bl- downplay it so much makes me think that it oh, wasn't. That motherfucker as, was sick. Yeah. He was sick. Like, we all know that shit. And everybody, everybody, like, I feel like everybody my age you know, in, in their 20s, knows that shit. We're all pretty intelligent, honestly. Every now and again, you know, I'm actually impressed just because I meet so many people that are like-minded, even differently minded, that are around my age, and we kind of still align on a lot of the same subjects. Not to say that I'm, like, incredibly intelligent, just to say that, like, they have a little more perspective and forethought. They're a little bit more mindful, conscious, whether that's the internet, mm. whether that's the amount of information we have at our fingertips, also, we just have been used to getting overwhelmed by information that's not true since we were at a young age. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, all that. I don't know. We we said a lot of things. Yeah. It's just it's, it's it's just weird. Like, literally two weeks ago, it was almost like, oh my god, what is going to happen next? And now it's kind of just like why can't anybody get him to fly straight? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if he if he's going to keep going like this. Yeah, if they can't get a cohesive plan together, I don't care how many mother like like Trump people that are like really really into him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this it just it doesn't appear that it's shaping up to be the same thing as 2016 because like with like with, with Hillary, uh, the the fact that Joe Biden of all people is polling the way that he's polling right now, like the dude that was like on TV talking about corn pop and slurring his speech and all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. If he's polling where he's polling. That's indicative of the fact that Donald Trump was beatable in the first place. And it's worth mentioning that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote to begin with. But Hillary Clinton also made a lot of critical errors. Okay? Hillary Clinton lost several states that Democrats have historically won. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's not... In, and and she, she lost them within the margin of error, which also indicates the polls weren't really that off. She was polling within the margin of error the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she didn't make an effort in those places. I don't even think she went to fucking Michigan. Mm-mm. I don't think Michigan voted Republican since Ronald fucking Reagan. Like, fun fact: fucking Nixon was one of the people that tried to abolish the electoral college. Sorry, I just thought of that. Uh, we're gonna come to the electoral college in a second. Okay. Um, we're, I, I do want to come back to that, but point being, I think I don't think Donald Trump won in 2016. I think Hillary lost. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not. I'm not even talking about Russians and all <laughs> this kind of shit. I'm literally saying that like. Hillary Clinton blew a fucking lead is what I'm fucking saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it, pe- pe- people people blame voter turnout. That clearly didn't help any. But, you know, when it really came down to it, what did Hillary Clinton give anybody to get excited about other than I'm not Trump and that fucking Rachel Platten fight song that they played all the time? Um, 
you know that's <laughs> the I mean, reason I was, that I was excited for several reasons. I I understand that the 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 excitement factor of her potentially being the first woman president. Mm-hmm. I don't, but like you like, and she had more experience in in the government. And yeah, she did. That I think that that counted against her. She was green. I don't know how green she really was. I mean, none of these candidates are really yeah, green. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that she she had all the right cultural signifiers. If you're liberal, you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yes. Um, definitely. But like, if you think back. What was this? The, like, if you, if you think back to Obama in 2008, mm-hmm. he ran on health care. Mm-hmm. Now, that health care bill ended up being a corporate giveaway and it ended up being woefully inadequate. But he ran on a material like, like, like a material goal for people. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers need health care. Hey, bitch, I'm Obama. I'm going to help you get that shit. Mm-hmm. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. Right. What was Hillary's thing? The fact that she wasn't Donald Trump and the fact that she was a woman. And the fact that she was not, because at that moment, because Brett Kavanaugh was like, when he, when, that was in the works for a long time. She just meant that, I don't know, my womb was safe. That makes sense. And obviously, like, I don't have a uterus, so that's not necessarily (laughs) something that that pops up in the forefront of my mind. Right, right, right. But, so. So the new, the new Supreme Court candidate, Mm -hmm. she literally was a handmaiden. Mm -hmm. That's like public knowledge. Mm -hmm. Can we just think about that for a second? So this woman was literally a handmaiden. Mm-hmm. Have you? I I can't even process that. Okay, so this woman is going to be in the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. She clearly has. I mean, she's a, a Republican. She clearly has religious affiliates. She's n- clearly not the most well-spoken human being. And I didn't even have to watch all of her nomination hearings to know that. She's dodging questions. She's not giving definitive answers because she knows she's going to get, you know, squeaked through. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not voting on her. Mm-hmm. We're li- like, we started voting. And that's my whole problem with it is we weren't voting on her. We, when people start, I mean, I got to today, mm-hmm. right? Only because I'm in Tennessee. Um, people were voting, casting their votes for Trump. And even, even just to say maybe there were those people that were like, damn, this is probably not a good idea. Women are going to lose, you know, and a lot of people don't think abortion is a right, but for the sake of the conversation, women are going to lose their rights. Not to mention women, but gay couples. I mean, you can literally go on the GOP right now and see that Republicans have changed their stances on gay marriage and changed their stances on adoption rights, and it's all under threat. So Mm -hmm. it's like you literally don't even get to vote on what you want to see because we weren't given that opportunity. Because, And that's why everyone was so against him doing this in the first place is because people had already started voting. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, man. But anyway, yeah. So when I, when when you see Hillary, I think that it was an impending doom that we were trying to avoid. That was her thing, right? So, like, especially if you're a woman, I I I, I totally, as, as much as a non uterus having person can, I, I understand the, the the sense of dread that comes every four years when you have to worry about your reproductive rights being up for 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 debate again, mm-hmm. um, because. And, and and honestly, I don't like like so like you know I, I grew up in church right, but my my parents weren't evangelicals, and I have a real hard time understanding why the abortion fight is such a big religious fight. Like for me, it is literally simple as marijuana is illegal. People still smoke it. 
abortions, if they are illegal, people will still get them done. Mm -hmm. They'll just get them done in far less safe circumstances. And they'll die in their showers. To, yeah. To me, it should literally be that that simple. Now, and I was I was having the same conversation. The the, the part of it, if 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 I was like a pro a, a pro lifer, what 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 I the, the, the primary ideological difference that I have with a pro-lifer is that pro-lifers believe in a soul. They, they, they believe that you can't kill an unborn fetus because there's already a soul that's been created when whenever the egg gets fertilized. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in souls. Is that what they believe in, though? I'm not so sure anymore. I think, they, I don't, I think but it's see, just an emotional trigger. Believing, believing in a soul is not necessarily indicative of somebody caring about what happens to a soul. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, cause I know like what, like the classic liberal argument is, well, you know, nobody, you know, they're, they're, they're pro-life until it comes to healthcare. They're pro-life until it comes, you know, okay. Yeah. Like, right. right. I mean, there are plenty of poor ass white people who are poor, who, who, who are pro-life, who also don't have access to that same healthcare or that same affordable housing that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I think that's just, that, that, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a way that like we like to shut the conversation down rather right. than actually having it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a pro-lifer. I don't know what it is they believe. I think that for mo mo the the only way that the whole uh, a fetus or, or 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 a zygote or a cell or whatever the fuck is a person there is, is no scientific is, proof is that it, souls are real. No, I don't think they are. Right. And, and I, I think that like we have we we have an emotional core, but mm -hmm. like you know I don't believe in a soul that's going to go to heaven or going to go to hell when it's done. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the only way that somebody can rationalize the belief in oh well you know this this is why you have to keep this mass of of genetic material alive. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you know there are a lot of people that feel that different, like like feel it deeply because they attach it to their own mortality and whatever happens to them when they cease to exist. Not to mention there are loads of chemicals going on in your brain and your body when you have a baby. Mm -hmm. You know, the loss is real. The the like people that have miscarriages, the pe the people that are, you know, giving birth to stillborns, th those that's not necessarily because there's a goddamn soul inside the thing, it's cuz there are so many chemicals and so many things your body's doing to you at that time, mm -hmm. postpartum depression, you know, things like that, that you just are real. It's, you know, you don't have to give it a, a mystical name. Like you just can, it can be just as serious and just as heavy by saying, no girl, like that's postpartum depression or no, you just lost a baby. Like your brain and your body have been through a lot. You, when you get an abortion, it's not fucking fun. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that as humans, we like to take those things one step further and just be like, well, there's a reason for it, or there's a soul in there, or, you know, this is God, God wants this to happen. You know, it, we're just like clinging to this purpose that we so desperately want to be real. We want, we want that to, that afterlife, those stories, the light, the dark, the cold, the hot, to make sense, to flow, you know, and I think that's why we attach ourselves to the ideal that like, and also I want to be clear, just because science doesn't have proof of something doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt like there is no way there is a soul just like i don't know for a fact that there is no god but i don't think there is a god and there's a difference there i don't necessarily think that the evidence is there is to support a soul um so and it's not and that's another thing is even though it is a regular ass democratic argument to say well yeah you don't really give a shit about people because you know once they're squirted out and into the system say they're an orphan or whatever you know, there's a huge chance that kids going to be abused, uh, go through some sort of trauma, you know. Um, and I don't necessarily think that it's a cliche argument because it's a fucking fact. 
And I think that the hard, hard part about that is it's true. It it so yes, but th- th- from from a a leftist perspective rather than a liberal one, mm. the problem with the people that make that argument is uh, th- like w- w- when's the last time you've heard like your t- your typical establishment Democrat talk about Medicare for all, not some 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 corporate giveaway, or not. Well, there's still going to be some fracking, but we're going to do a whole lot less of it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like the the people that make that argument, they don't care about what happens to people either. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Otherwise, we would have had a living wage by now. Right. They're they're gurgi- regurgitating right. it, a party it, line. It, you, like it it's and that that's what's kind of stressful to, to me about it. And like from 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 a from a a, a totally uh, practical perspective, it's dumb to outlaw abortion because people are going to get it done anyway and you're mm-hmm. going to make it dangerous for them that is you that, that that's a public health crisis that you've created mm-hmm. okay that, that that that's problem number one now my ideological discussion is totally yeah, different but america is clearly really into public health crisis right well i know but it's you, you yeah. so on in their the, perspective it's not the, dumb you know this, this this is what i'm getting because they don't give a shit if we don't because you Dem- democrats like having this issue come up every four or two to four years because they don't run literally they this is this is what democrats run on every fucking election cycle they run on abortion rights not that we're going to expand it they're going to say if you don't vote for us they're going to take it away right they run on we're going to try to take the guns away again we're going to run on we're we're, we're going to have a diverse ass cabinet while they the republicans work on the exact opposite they, they work on the exact opposite neither of them says mm-hmm. how the fuck are there so many young people with student debt that can't get an affordable job there are no candidates in the united states Marquita bragshaw gives a fuck about that shit. right well i, I mean when i say no I'm, I know, I, I'm, I know. I'm making a very sweeping assertion mm-hmm. but the, the the general party narrative says Fuck economics. We're here to fight about culture. And you motherfuckers say, well, they're not going to do anything about the economy either, so I'm just going to stand up for my cultural interests. Right. Like, So I say all that to say that the abortion fight is overwhelmingly, a, it's, 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 it's just a debate from people that live in Nebraska against people that live in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a way for them to stick their middle fingers at one another. I think that... And it, and for the, it, it has real consequences for real people. Right. But I'm saying that political parties use it as a bargaining chip. I agree to death. Um, yeah, and just because you make sweeping statements doesn't mean that you're diluting or um, making smaller the the effects and consequences of what will happen if yeah. it changes. Now y'all better vote for Marquita. Like this is my endorsement. Like yeah. I yeah I I don't like obviously there 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 are candidates that are serious about these things, but as a general rule, mm-hmm. the things that are always on the table, and this was the point that I was making about Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. is that everything about her campaign was I'm standing between you. And getting these things taken away, but I'm not going to do shit other than make sure these things don't go away. I'm not going to give you anything. Right, it's a part of playing the game. Yeah. It's a game. When we're we're in the middle of that, which is a production of bipartisan politics, um, and the fact that you know, and, and I mean, like they haven't even hardly brought up anything about doing anything about a green deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've touched on it. You know, it's been a point of like a, a jab a couple times of like you know how much this shit's gonna cost. Da da da. You know, and yeah. like. So, but really, it hasn't even, in the debates, it hasn't even been made a priority. We've been too bu- bullshitting. We've been so, I mean, honestly, the memes 
have been amazing. I but you've seen that many memes for, for I don't know. Oh I, my god, when that fly was on Mike Pence's head, uh, that shit was hilarious. But we're not focusing on what we need to be focused on. I'm I get it. I'm ADD and I need to be focused on what we. I need to have outrage that I'm sitting here laughing at a meme dancing on you know Mike Pence's head. Like that's not what this is about. Um, so. <laughs> but it was a good meme. Um, but yeah, so we're not talking about green deals. We're not talking about any of this shit. We're seeing we're seeing these consequences all over the world. Just the way you want to hear about them talking about the economy and their real solutions to things like uh, student debt. Mm-hmm. Um, which Warren Warren talks about that shit pretty regularly. She did when she was you know before she was just with Bernie. Um, she still does do a couple couple things that are all about student debt and like her her specific endorsement with Biden and you know whatever they're gonna do to try to lessen student debt and forgive. I think it was like thirty percent or some shit that she did. That was on. Um, you don't watch Broad City. I haven't even heard of it. That's fu- what? Yes, you have. Broad City. Broad. Oh no. You've heard me talk about it. Okay, maybe. <laughs> Who was on Broad City? Elizabeth Warren was on Broad City? Um, no. So Alana Glazer is a female comedian. Okay. She identifies as a woman, which is why I said female. Um, <laughs> just to make that clear. Uh, but and Abby Jacobson. There are two women. It's a show that um, Amy Poehler actually helped get off the ground. And it's just a comedy. It's a comedy series about two girls living in New York. But anyway, Alana Glazer is actually heavily involved in politics. And she did an interview, I think recently, with Elizabeth Warren. Um, and she talked a lot about student debt and stuff, but that's why I brought that up. She, I mean, she, she ran on a lot of that stuff. I think yeah. what, what fucked her up was that when, when she, when, it, when she just wasn't getting traction in the democratic party, she kind of sold out her progressive side to go and spite Bernie Sanders. I think she was kind of hoping that Joe Biden would pick her as running mate or give mm-hmm. her a cabinet position or something like that, which clearly didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, it's. When it comes to when it com- when it comes to politics at that level, like the the for for, so, so the for me like Citizens United was the big one, which was the one that basically ruled that yeah like money is speech and whatnot right. right? That seems at least at the at at the, at the national level that is uh, the biggest threat to politics because politics is bought on both sides mm-hmm. and it's really really hard to make anything meaningful happen. Um, when when that's the state of affairs, because everybody that's elected doesn't really work for you, mm-hmm. they work for the donors, mm-hmm. and the donors got deep pockets. Right. And Bernie Sanders like demonstrated, and so is Marquita Bradshaw, and so are, you know Corey Bush, AOC, Jamal Bowman, all these people. They've demonstrated that grassroots campaigns can work. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it all ends up getting fucked up is that. Democrats love playing that game. It's like, nope, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't, you can't vote for the fringe one. That's too far left. We got to stay in the center. Mm-hmm. Which at that point, the center is the right, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah, but like, yeah, okay, if we don't do this, that right. guy wins. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Bipartisan and politics. That's how this fucking thing just get, ends up being a fucking really. Uh, it, it, it's a bad situation. For so everybody. this is a great segue and something that needs to be said out loud. Okay. Why don't you vote independent? Personally, are you willing to share that like for like an independent candidate party mm-hmm. for president? Yep. Who am I vote for? I mean, I'm just in general, not just this election, but have you ever done it? Have you ever thought about voting independent? No, well, I've only voted in this. This is my third presidential election. I voted for Obama in 2012. I voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, and I'm voting for Joe Biden on Thursday. I've only been in three presidential elections. So do you feel like the people that are 
would argue doing that is the way out of bipartisan politics. Oh, I'm not going to castigate anybody for not for for for, for voting third party. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just they generally don't really have the traction. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like Bernie Sanders is not an establishment Democrat. He still ran under the Democratic banner mm-hmm. twice. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Right. Um, it it's I don't I don't know where to attack the problem first. I I think that. You you would think that they would have learned their lesson after 2016, which they didn't. No. And because what about the people that think that if enough of us do it, it will make change? What do you have to say to those people? Like if me and enough, you, if enough people vote third party, yeah, if a radical situation took place, and by radical I mean real, real radical, and we could get everyone to vote mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. and what would you say to those people? Because there are a few. Well, the you know, like if if that were to happen today, I think. Joe Biden would still lose. Mm-hmm. Do I think the Democratic Party would change course? No, I don't. Okay. Because um, what Democrats do when shit goes wrong is that they double down on identity. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, is it's like all right, well, fine. You know, <laughs> no no health care, but guess what? Uh, we we got we we got black. We got we got black over here. Is that okay? Oh my god, did you hear Joe Biden go on the Breakfast Club? Yeah, I saw that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, not like and yeah. yeah, yeah. He, I think, because he, he because he was he was Oof. he was so close to Obama for so long, you know, he thinks he can get away with shit like that. And I mean, I think, given the state of affairs, it looks like he will get away with it. But you know, at, at, at this point, everybody is more afraid of four more years of Donald Trump than they are of a you know a lackluster Biden presidency. Mm-hmm. And in, re- in 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 the short term, four years of Donald Trump is definitely scarier mm-hmm. than than a bunch of unfulfilled promises. All right, next question: Why do you vote for the people that say that? It doesn't fucking matter. I don't think it doesn't matter. Okay. Like I like I don't like obviously like Joe Biden is closer to the world that I want to see than Donald Trump, mm-hmm. but only marginally so. How would you break down? Um, I don't want you to get specific. Like why it does matter to vote. Somebody like like somebody is going to be president. <laughs> okay. Right. Clearly, you want to you you and this 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 makes sense with the abortion thing, like with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. You want the person that's going to do the least damage to you. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the, the the game you end up playing is damage over the short term versus the long term. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like what at, at this point the game that we're playing is compounded economic damage to working people from Reagan. To Bush one, to Clinton, mm-hmm. to Obama. I mean, to Bush, and then to Obama, and then to Trump, and now on to Biden. Like, how, 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 what, what is, what is it going to take for people to say, "Fuck, <laughs> I- I- inflation keeps on going mm-hmm. like this, up, 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 up. Wages keep on staying like this, straight, 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 straight. You, you're, you're, you're trying to have a healthy economy. Nobody can buy fucking houses." That's one of the markers that you use for strength of a, you know, like who who under forty is buying houses right now? Obviously, some people are, but compared to previous generations, nobody's fucking doing it because mm-hmm. they already got a fucking mortgage mm-hmm. walking out of the university. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what, you, you, how are you going to have a healthy workforce when if somebody gets sick, they're in bankruptcy. If they get a broken leg, they're in bankruptcy because they didn't have health insurance. Mm-hmm. How are you going to have a world? Or more and more people are turning to the gig economy to make all their money. They're doing Instacart. They're doing Uber. They're doing Lyft. Okay? How are you going to have a functioning society when those are the circumstances? Mm-hmm. But if you let Obama and Trump tell it, 
Yeah, GDP is up. It's mm-hmm. great. This is the greatest economy we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for you motherfuckers, a whole lot of shit is getting sold, but lives aren't improving. They're getting worse. Mm-hmm. It's regressing. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I forgot the question that you asked. I asked why you think it's important to vote. Right. So somebody's got to win. You want to you want to pick the person who's going to do the least damage to you. Mm-hmm. In these instances, do you think your vote counts? What would you say to people that really believe that their vote does not count? And I mean that in the most literal way. This is what I would say. As it relates to, to, to two weeks from now, your vote matters because of Marquita Bradshaw, if you live in Tennessee Fuck anyway. Yeah. yeah. Fuck if you're listening elsewhere, it depends on what your race is. But mm-hmm. with, with th- this is a good segue to lo- local politics. Um, like, And we live in Nashville. Also, shout out to Emily Benedict, because she's the shit, too. Is she, who's she running? But no, but she's already like our person for this district. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. She's very nice. So <laughs> I'm still learning, like brushing up on like city politics. Shout out to Emily Benedict. Yeah, Check her out, man. She's fucking sick. She's all about, she she was all about getting the police chief out. She's all about trying to not uh, have for profit prisons in Tennessee. So in this, like this, like even, even, even with me, like it, it, it's significantly harder to, stay updated with your local politics like my 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 neighbor gave me basically a crash course because like i've been living here for about two years now and it slipped my mind that we don't have income tax yeah which (laughs) nobody wants to pay taxes but like you that that's why we're in this hurt locker room we just now went into road debt you know we were one of the few countries or countries states in the united states that had like little minimal road debt, which is why our roads all look like absolute trash. Mm. And like we, you know, decided to do 440 and stuff. And so now we like, mm. yeah, good luck getting trying to get people to pay some motherfucking income tax. That's like that. that that's something that we need because mm. like you like in because you know in in a place like this, all of the revenue for the city comes from sales tax, which is why it's like 10 percent mm-hmm. in property tax. Yeah. So when something like COVID happens and there's no bars or restaurants open and where, where everything is based on tourism and hospitality, mm-hmm. oh, the city has new revenue. Mm-hmm. You know, so next thing you know, you know, oh, well, I don't want to pay the property tax hike. All right, well, bitch, the city ain't got no money. Now they're now like <laughs> he, he was saying like like trash will probably go from being. Oh, yeah. They're trying to cut recycling. Yeah. One, one, no, he was, recycling would totally go away. Mm-hmm. Trash would go from every week to every two weeks mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then you start to see how it starts to like chip away like to me that seems like the most like like national needs a better revenue system mm-hmm. the sales tax thing is dumb yeah oh and the fact that i mean we blew up we had no way to we were not ready there's nothing about nashville that was ready for the amount of um gentrification that is happening right now mm-hmm. um even with all this and stuff covid happening like people are still moving here like crazy the lack of sales tax promotes that oh yeah, yeah people like moving here because they keep more money mm, yeah yep, 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 yep. but they like to take advantage of the low tax rate without contributing any, to anything in the city it's like well i don't want to pay for buses i don't want to pay for this i don't want to pay for that it's like bitch you could have a whole like the the the, the, the country i want to see has trains everywhere like 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 bullet trains like in japan why isn't India. that something that we can have? Mm-hmm. Y- you know? Yeah. I, I I agree with you. And I think that it's crazy because when the bus plan, we, you lived here, yeah. When when they presented the plan, um, there were two different plans and you, you know, voted on either one. I think it was plan B, the one that was like, blow that shit up <laughs> because they were trying to do a, a tram. And it, the whole thing was that it, they were going to blow up these oh, crazy old fucking shits. This and was when I when I first got here. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, this was this was this was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody was freaking the fuck out. Which neither one of the plans were great, right? So I'm not saying that, you know, they presented this incredibly sterling, um, perfect plan. Because even the bus system they had, it, it was barely, it wasn't getting to the places it needed to go. Um, it was like mostly downtown, which is still great and everything. But like, what about people that live outside the city? You know, people in, um, you know, Donaldson, in, you know, closer to the airport, things like that, you know. Um, but so it's like, we've tried to do things like that. Uh, people, you know, there are states in this country that have already done it. A lot of Europe, a lot, you know, India. India has the largest train system in the world. It's old as hell. Like, it takes you anywhere for nothing. Um, I mean, and trams and stuff, subways and stuff, obviously, I, you know, everybody knows that it's not going to be the same emissions. It's not going to, you know, it's not, there's a lot of pros to it. it, it what it takes is money that we don't have. We don't even want to pay for our roads. No, it literally, pe- people... People want to have like a country and an infrastructure and don't want to pay for it, which right. you know it, it it's weird because like you know it. it and I'm it's not rich. I have, I don't. You know what I'm either. saying? Yeah. Right. I'm like I'm ready though. <laughs> you take me for what I am if I can get to work on a train. You know. It would it would be better for every like literally like if 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 we had like a robust public transportation system, all you motherfuckers out there with car payments wouldn't be in fucking debt. Yeah. You would save so much money. Yeah. Um, it would be better for the environment. Mm-hmm. You like it's like to me the calculus of it isn't that complicated. It's not. Um, but it's it, it's interesting to me how like you know typically it's like your free market fundamentalist like your conservative types are like well there's no such thing for a free lunch mm-hmm. somebody's mm-hmm. got to pay for it and mm-hmm. it's like yeah I I want my tax money to go towards shit that I can actually use. I think the hard yeah and I mean really what it comes down to too is like let's just fuck trains for a second fuck, <laughs> fuck these nice things that we wish we had what about our schools you know one of the, that, that thing that's trying to get passed right now that's trying to get uh, recycling it's also directly connected to school budgets like and these school budgets are going to be cut in places where people are poor it's not going to be these yeah. huge colleges that still have money that still these high schools these private schools like right you know um, it's going to be in Nashville you know, like, and it's it's crazy um, to think that these these schools have already taken huge budget cuts. That was one of the thing with about defunding the police. You know, um, in Nashville locally, not I'm not talking about nationally, right? Um, is we could just take some of that money and put it back into our schools because there have been consistent budget cuts in schools for years and years and years, really. And it started getting crazy when we started expanding like crazy, right? Makes sense. Um, and you know, there's just so many people. Oh God, and Gideon's army had a couple different speakers that I've seen that, that were teachers that came and, like, talked about, you know, how basically they've seen these schools just continuously go into ruin. Um, and it's affecting, you know, poor people. Uh, so it, it's just, like, there there are ways to do it. We can't do it. We don't want to pay taxes. And, again, yeah, we, it is, does feel fiscally, like, no, I'm. I'm not. I wasn't making a fiscally conservative argument. I was right. like taking that shit that they always say. Like, because like, what, what, the point that I was making is like, when the roads fall apart, mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Man, the roads suck so fucking bad." Mm-hmm. It's like, well, bitch, you don't pay no taxes. Why the fuck do you think they suck? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, you, 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 you have to pay in this in, into the system at some point mm-hmm. if you want to be able to get to and from work, even if you don't want to ride the bus. Mm-hmm. You got to have a road to drive that fucking car on mm-hmm. to get to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the you know the 
the government can do stuff mm-hmm. like they like 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 they can. Yeah. I'm not saying they got to do everything. I'm not saying they need to be all up in your your, your personal business. Mm-hmm. But like you you like we need to pay taxes and people need to pay their fair share of taxes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. But right now, ain't nobody paying no taxes because yeah. ain't nobody eating out. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, some people are, but right, right, for right. most of this year, nobody has been eating out. Um. Do you feel like? Uh, no. How are you going to prepare yourself? Kind of, I mean, separate from the election, obviously, it's all one thing. We can't separate it or dissect it into many things. But how are you going to protect yourself from false information as it grows and as it gets more common? <laughs> That's a spicy question. Yeah, it is a spicy question. And I, I like to ask many people that because I, like any normal human, want all the advice I could get on the topic. I don't know is the first thing. Um, Did you watch The Social Dilemma? I, I've watched it. <laughs> we can talk about it. So I'm actually doing a whole episode on it on Saturday. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, so I, I view a lot of our current problems through an economic lens. Clearly, a lot of the information that they discussed in The Social Dilemma Um, has economic implications Mm. and it has implications as it relates to our civil discourse Mm. surrounding our economic surrounding our our economic condition but um, I think that the the problem of of social media is a lot more existential than whether or not people can get to and from work and I like look I, I, I like the internet I like using it but the and I don't think they did a good job of making their point in the documentary. Like they, 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 they did, but they didn't drive this particular part home hard enough for me anyway, mm-hmm. is the breakdown of a shared reality. There is, if we're being totally honest, there is no way for us to agree on what is real and what is not beyond that is a white Doc Martin and I can touch it. But if you're interacting through it, to it through a screen, uh, interacting with it on a screen, you know, it, it, it's it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that we all would like to think that, like, we're above the influence, but you can't fact check everything that you see every day. You just can't. Mm-mm. And do you think that's why people give up and say things like, well, man, it's all fucking fake anyway? Well, no, I think that people like having what they already believe reaffirmed. Mm, and that's literally the point of the AI. Yeah, and you and that you know that that that's one of the with the social dilemma they talked about being at Stanford, mm-hmm. I think, or was it Berkeley? It was one of them. That's all of them. Yeah, Silicon Valley. It, it was it was applying persuasive techniques to technology mm-hmm. in a way that they could predict human behavior, mm-hmm. which is, is it, that that indicates that. It's it's designed to work on what's already there. Right. So it's you know they like when when it came to Black Mirror they called it Black Mirror because it's a mm-hmm. reflection. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not changing the way Shit that it knows act. you more intimately. It is you. It yeah. Is, you no, know? it knows you better than you do. It does. Yeah. Um. And it isn't really even a thing. I mean, it is just a a, a combination of zeros and ones. But um, it, it appears that we are the problem. Mm. Uh, social media is just kind of uh, exposing it, but mm. that it, it ha- that has real implications on how we're going to be able to live with one another. Mm-hmm. Like y- there, there, there is no way for us to have like you know th- the same perspective on reality anymore beyond what you can touch. Yeah. Um, I was talking with Stephen. Um, 
and he we he like we we were, we were talking about like how to like this was in context to race and racism, but mm-hmm. he was kind of like, you know, like winning people over, you know, to, to, to the right side, you know, yeah. you know, getting people who've like fallen down like some racist pipeline or maybe they've been indoctrinated with it their entire life. Um, how, how, how you reach those people. And he was saying that shame has to be a part of it. Like you have to, you know, make it socially unacceptable to be racist, which in a lot of ways, you know, I think we've been doing that mm-hmm. for, you know, decades at this point. But mm-hmm. what I said was, I think it's hard to shame across belief systems. Mm. If you were somebody that flies a Blue Lives Matter flag. There's some deep-seated shit there. It's not even this deep-seated. It's just your, if, if you, if you, like, let's, let, let's let pretend for a it's second that you're. It's their brother. It's their fucking. It's it, like, mm. it, sure. I mean, it, maybe they have a famil- familial, like, connection to it. But what, what, what I'm, what I'm saying is. Their perspective on what is real and what is not is totally opposed to the person on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. They believe different things about the world. Polarization. Right? So, like, for you and me, Antifa is an ideology. Right. It is the, the, the ideology of anti-fascism. Truth. It is, it is an ideology that says when fascists rise, bad things happen. Mm. People die. Mm. To somebody who, I don't know, flies a, a Blue Lives Matter flag or, I don't know, has a Punisher fucking uh, <laughs> tattoo on their fucking truck. On their face. Yeah. They, Antifa is an organization of people mm-hmm. that burn shit down when they don't get their way. Okay? <laughs> now, in 1980, when if you wanted to look something up, you had to open up an encyclopedia there's there's a whole there there was less of a way to be confused about what it is and what it is not. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. that is not true anymore. Mm-mm. And it's hard for me to see a way around that. It feels like willful ignorance because yeah. you you have access to this information. But do, but just like like the social dilemma, mm-hmm. not, um, like Wikipedia is one thing because it's not really well. No, but even Google searches, they, sh- they like depending on where you are. Right. Google will show you different things. Yeah, that's the yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You know, and like you know, and like even like even as I sit here and I, I I say this, I understand what conservative people believe Antifa is. Right. Right. They think that like you know like you know the Proud Boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forget. I think his name's like. Enrique Tarrio. We don't need to say like his that. name. Fuck him. All right, well, fine. They like they they. There is a dude that is like the head of that organization. Right. Okay. There is no head Antifa chief per person in chief. Right. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee that somewhere out there, there's somebody that thinks that there is. Okay. Like I understand that there are people that think of Antifa as an organized organization rather than an ideological position. Everything that we do and say is a projection. The way we feel, the way we interact with other people, mm-hmm. everything, most of the time, everything we believe in, even if it's like ridiculously contradicting, it's usually a projection. It's either trauma, it's either, you know, um, deep seated or something you've learned, it's learned behavior, you know, something like that, but it's still a projection. Um, I think that it would be ignorant of me to just assume that it's always deep seated because I guess that's an optimistic view of like it is your brother or it is your family member or whatever in reality people sometimes just believe in things because it's more convenient where they live or or because they you know are in a certain area and Google says certain things when they type in that little box or whatever um, 
I think we all have at least one person in our life, maybe not, I know I definitely do, who every time anything gets brought up, whether it is about Black Lives Matter, whether it's about police, whether it's about abortion, whatever, it is so clear that it the opinions formed there have nothing to do with what's actually real. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the trouble with people okay. is that we don't have the... Sometimes we don't have the ability. We're not all in therapy, okay? We don't all have somebody to sit there. We have a, we have a black mirror um, that does nothing but you know encourages whatever thoughts we have at the time. Even if we're met with what's the damn? I, I I just literally I got an A in psychology. I can't even remember the term, but it's basically where you react um, a very specific way to new ideals, right? You you force them down and you oh, don't cognitive dissonance. Thank you, cognitive dissonance. Um, and I think what they the phones the technology can do if you're not aware of your own duality within yourself is affirm the negative and affirm what's been affirmed the whole time instead of being able to meet you with some like real clarity with new ideals um so what hurts my heart is when you get into a conversation with someone and they become very emotional and you're like oh jesus this is clearly a trigger which a lot of these issues are triggers right now which they should be right people should give a fuck it's coming from a place in their life where they were traumatized. It's coming from a place in their life where they have experienced something. And, and when I say trauma, I don't even necessarily mean something that's like crazy violent, you know? Right. Um, I mean something like, you know, your mom was like a perfectly good person. Maybe she was going to church every Wednesday and Sunday and she worked in the Sunday school and she was a teacher in your local community, but she's still fucking racist. You know, that's so hard for people to sort out and everyone is complicated. And even the most simple people, even the most simple people who, you know, and I hate to say that because it sounds condescending and I'm really trying not to sound condescending, but maybe they just want a simple life. Maybe they don't want to be involved in politics. Maybe they don't want to have any of these complications. So let me let me let me throw this at you. You grew up in Mississippi. I'm a catch it for most of my. (laughs) <laughs> for most of my life, I was scared to go to Mississippi. I didn't go to Mississippi for the first time. Until to be clear, I moved here when I was six years old. Oh, I didn't know you'd been here that long. But you, I don't know, you you, you still have family there. Yeah, you so I do have to go back. Mississippi. Go. Okay, so I was talking with Jess Nolan today, and we the, the topic of religion came up, mm-hmm. and neither of us are religious. Mm. But... Neither of you were religious. Yeah, neither of us are religious. Mm-hmm. But and 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 you know you know I I I can be hard on religion, and I'm I'm starting <laughs> to like soften my 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 stance on the way that I speak about it because you, you know she brought up the point that this that's a sense of community for 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 mo- not even a lot of people most people mm-hmm. like what what institutions are you aware of that allow people to build strong communities other than the church music. Okay, that's one. Not art. Every, but not everybody. Not not everybody's artistically inclined. Religion is just literally art. I mean, I mean. Yeah, but mo- mo- most people in it j- are they like they they just go. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. know, I mean, you 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 could be you know. But that's their fucking problem. Yeah, but the 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 point that I'm making is that it's easily accessible you, community. If you it's e- yeah that that's a good way of saying it. it's easily accept- accessible, and most people are born into it whether they want to be or not. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. And I think that a lot of conservative Americans look at, you know, what's happening in L.A. or San Francisco or Miami and all these places. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like they're, they're, there's nowhere to work if you live in the country interior. Mm-hmm. You can work at Wendy's, Waffle House or Walmart. That's where you can work. Yeah. And 
when 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 there's no there, there's no economic base for you and really no sense of a future the only thing that you can really cling to is your cultural identity mm-hmm. like as much as conservatives love bitching about identity politics on the left mm-hmm. re- republicans just pander to white identity politics right. white america that, that that's what they pander to Definitely. and because of our economic system for all those people and that vast swath of red that you see on the electoral college map every election season <laughs> they don't have shit to mm-hmm. hold on to other than their cultural identity mm-hmm. okay now it, it my, my my personal belief is that you have to give them some economic base so they have options and mm-hmm. then they, they 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 can have something to look forward to and then maybe they're receptive to other ways of looking at the world but when the same people telling you that you're backwards and you know like and like 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 I, I say shit like this sometime <laughs> I, I I talk shit about people believing in fairy tales yeah no but that's okay when the same people who say that are the same people that sent your jobs away Mm. and left you with nothing, mm. those people become your enemies. Truth. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So... We just have to become evolved enough to be more than our enemies, more than our traumas, more than our fucking selves, yeah, I guess. It's, 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 it's easy to say that when, like... You it's, don't literally, it's literally individualism mm-hmm. versus collectivism. Right, and I, I agree. But, you know, when, when, when it comes to that, collectivism like in the United, we have two kinds of collect, like we we have ideological collectivism in the United States mm-hmm. literally you can go right over there when i go on my runs in the morning there's a house with the pride flag and then there's a house with the trump flag they're literally and they're they're up against each other wow. you know and like most houses around here have like black matter black lives matter flags and yeah, stuff like that definitely. but literally there's a house there's like this dude right here his man and his wife got a trump flag and then I don't know who lives in the other house, but they have a pride flag. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you, 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 you pick a tribe. Ultimately, is what you do. We're we're so past that. God, uh, we're clear. We're not. We're clearly not. But like, can't we be though? Can can we like? What is the fucking? I mean, it's a production of a lot of things. Yeah. It's not people's fault half the time. Uh huh. It's and I'm I'm not blaming. I'm again. I'm not trying to be condescending. I fall victim to it. Of course, I like being a part of a family. Of course, I I hang out with like-minded people. I live in a capital city, and when I go 20 minutes outside of Nashville and I go to fucking like Gallatin or whatever, I was in a line at a haunted house the other fucking day. It was like this like social distance haunted house. I was like, all right, fine. You know, you wear masks. Like there's half the staff or whatever. There was a lady that was racist as hell to a girl, and it was in front of everybody. And and like one of my actually older friends, who's like in her, I think I don't know how old she is, but anyway, older than me. Um, she was going off because it was clearly. I mean, this woman was saying awful things to like the seventeen-year-old girl, and it's crazy to me that like I go that far, you know, just like a little bit in another where in a place in Tennessee and I can see shit like that when I would never see that shit. I mean, I would, I say this, but I could, I could probably be wrong, but a lot of the time I'm not going to see that shit inside of Nashville. I hang out with people that I am a lot alike with, right? We're like-minded. I like living in a capital city because a lot of these people believe what I believe. A lot of these people are going to be more liberal or left or whatever. Um, None of my friends are religious. Well, actually, that's not true. I have a couple friends that are religious, but even then, they're not like, you know, like extremists. So l- let, let's try this, because oftentimes, most of the time, w- when it comes to racism, w- we we view it as a condition of ignorance. Somebody is racist because they just don't know something. You know, they, they 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 haven't been exposed, or that's you know, to to like right. 
they've, they've because of evolution. That's why we think that, though. No, that, I think that's that's kind of like a cultural belief that we've that we've. Uh, you know, it's like if, if if only they they got to spend more time around black people, that they would they wouldn't be racist anymore, right? I that's, don't think that's necessarily. I, true. I, think, I think that's a, a popular narrative, but I think it's, it's a popular it's, narrative. It's, it's, but it, I, no, I don't think it's true. No, because it doesn't explain somebody like Mitch McConnell. It doesn't explain the Koch brothers. There are people who are highly learned, highly educated, who come from means, who are also racist. Mm. So it, it it's not it, it's not about what people know and don't know. I think a lot of it, especially in the United States, has to do with resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it always has to do with resources. Like I always use the example of like Civil War. Mm-hmm. So the people like you know i mean there were there were there were slave owners who owned maybe two three slaves but like owning a slave at that time was like akin to owning a car mm-hmm. they, they were they were that much of an investment mm-hmm. um most of the big planners they 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 owned way more slaves than even the like 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 small planters but certainly compared to your average white peasant and right. it was them average white peasants that went and fucking died in that civil war mm-hmm. right and from 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 a totally economic perspective, slavery was bad for for, 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 for poor working white people. It puts you out of a job mm-hmm. because those motherfuckers didn't want to pay you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they were sold was, all right. So you can't get a job. So you got to grow potatoes for you and your family, and you got to get by on meager means. But guess what? You're still white. Mm-hmm. Could be worse. Mm-hmm. It could be worse. And, and that goes back to when you have no economic base, the only thing that you can claim to, you, you can you can cling to is a cultural identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, and, and even in, in the contemporary era, you know, Ronald Reagan sold to working class white people the idea mm. that it was black folks on welfare that was, you know, they, 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 were, they were wasting your tax dollars. Thus, yeah. they were an active threat to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he needed that narrative to justify busting unions mm-hmm. and sending jobs away and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like ra- like racism in the United States is, 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 is an ideology that's necessary for wealthy people to hoard wealth. That's primarily what it's there for, mm-hmm. right? It's not like, you know, you. I, I don't think that people are, are, are dumb or just inherently hateful. I think that white people are trained, through, through cult- culturally speaking, to view black people as a threat to their material conditions because if those black people in Chicago have access to welfare then I'm not going to have this and I'm and that's not what's happening right 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 but you 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 can't you can't get to the crux of anybody's racial anxiety without changing their living conditions mm. and that's what democrats love to do they like to they 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 they, they, they like to castigate and and and, and bully Without saying, look, here's how we're going to make your life better, and you 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 can you can have both conversations at the same time, mm-hmm. but it can't be, fuck you, you deserve to work at Walmart, you little bitch. Yeah. It can't be that, right? You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got there. Collectivism, collectivism, and virtual, right? So like yeah. we're like we're like in in ideological terms, America is very collectivist because they're 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 two teams, right? There's Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter. Those are the big teams in America right now. I think that you touched on something that's really, really important, and that is an ego within your identity. Uh Um, I think me and you align on a lot of things, even where we might be different um, in some ways from some of our peers, about the ego attached to identities. Um, 
let's say for the fuck of it, my sexual identity. Cause like, I don't give a fuck about, you know, talking about it. Um, it's important to me, you know, like one out of 10, I'd say it's like a, I don't know, like a six maybe. Um, I meet a lot of people where their sexual identity is everything to them. Usually it's because they've had to fight very hard to be who they are. And it's awful to live as someone else and pretending to be someone else your whole life. Right. So that is difficult. Um, and I mean, anyone that is not straight and white, you know, has had to have gone through that. And I think that it's interesting. The egos attached to different identities. I think as a woman, I could safely say that I care a lot less about my sexual identity than, um, other people that identify as a woman. Um, I think that things like the identity within who you vote for or your identity in being from the South or your identity from, you know, your dad was a coal miner and so you're a coal miner or whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, it becomes like a, such a, such an important thing, like how they hold on to their cultural identities that it becomes everything they are. And I think religion is a really good example of that because it gives you a handbook of what you do, what you say, how you feel. Um, if you do this, it's bad. If you do this, it's good. You know, and this is where they go when they die. It's just the most comforting thing I've ever heard in my life. If I could live like that with those kinds of boundaries, I would be the chillest motherfucker. If I could just say, Oh, you know what? That's wrong. You know, like I have like a decent moral compass, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, I haven't done things. And I'm like, damn, like, was that okay? Um, to have a list to know that everyone I've ever loved that's dead is fine now. That's great. I don't believe in any of it, but it would be great if I did that, that clinging to their cultural identity. There's that on both sides of the aisle, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. I like, I'm not leaving. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that our side, it doesn't also ha like cling to, to cultural right. identity. It's yeah. just, you know, when, when, when you get into white cultural identity, it is often at the expense of everybody else. Mm. That's just not true of gay people. Right. You see, you see what I'm saying? That's very true. You go ahead. Um, That's the only reason that I'm using, like, you know, white people in rural America. Right. You know. And I completely agree with you. And I think that it's interesting. Um, and I think that we all have a lot of people listening, at least, you know, I, I mean, I grew up religious. My parents both went to Bible college and stuff. And that's a, like, regular problem between me and my parents is religion. And... Um, I've been like out as I guess you could say to my parents about not believing in God for like a very long time. Um, it's still a fucking argument that we have. Um, it's still a conversation. Um, and I think that it, what's crazy is that we don't realize how long it takes people to actually process what's going on in their own lives. Like the fact that my, my parents have been religious for so long, right. That in, in my mom, she just becomes more and more liberal as the day goes by. Right. Uh, but you know, people like that are traumatized people that hold on to those beliefs and their whole entire cultural identity. It's a total, it's honestly a, a very intelligent move on the Republican party's part. They realize that if they could, you know, really latch onto that, that soul for a lack of a better metaphor within the country, they had the hearts and minds of so many poor white people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that we can look at other countries and see that same project. Like when you think about Hinduism, um, which again, I'm not dissing anyone that is religious, Hindu, Christian, whatever. This is just true. Um, and like 
historically the caste system and how it was created and how it works in that country and how it's still very alive there. The whole idea of karma is the fact that you could, you know, your great great grandfather could have done something or was like a blacksmith, so you're going to be a blacksmith, right? And if you do anything other than that, you know, you're like literally going against um, the way you're, I don't know, it's divine, right? That's supposed to be your future. And that's so fucked up because they literally keep an entire populace of homeless people, homeless people on the streets. They have, you, there's a reason you can walk down Calcutta and see toilets on the streets. And it's because they live there and they're supposed to live on the streets because they, yeah. There's a way the government and religion has, you know, found a way to really keep a slave class. And we have to, like at least recognize that this is much older than Christianity in America and like all these things that we need to, we need to recognize that now. Societies tend to follow the same trajectory and different versions of organization for lack of a better term. Um, And the United States is no different, but it likes to think that it is Mm -hmm. like, you know, in order for capitalism to function, Somebody has to lose. Mm-hmm. There has to be an underclass of people, mm-hmm. and at our inception, it was it was it was black folks under slavery, mm-hmm. and because of the legacy of slavery, black people are disproportionately represented in the underclass. But mm-hmm. now, regardless of what your skin color is, the, the the growing quote unquote underclass of people is the people who have not had the privilege to access higher education, which locks you out of a job market that's already whack. Mm-hmm. And they they, they, they they do gig economy or they do retail work, mm-hmm. okay, which is paying less and less by the day mm-hmm. and is more and more subject to automation. Right. You know, and that, like, to me, like, that, that, and that, like, you know, like, that whole thing that I was saying about the slow creep, like, you know, Joe Biden will do less damage to me in the short term. Mm-hmm. But in the long term, like that's the shit that I'm really scared of. Yeah. Because um, like you're like ultimately what you're doing is you're recreating feudalism. Mm. Um. And you know like there's a lot of like like the 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 ultimate goal of like most of your leftist ideologies is you know to move towards a classless society. And there are lots of ways that like different kind of leftists believe in doing that and whatnot. But the the basic belief behind all that is that class dynamics always reproduce inequality and violence. Do you think there's a capitalism that could exist in a world where things like systemic racism aren't as big of a problem? Or do you think that because of the capitalism that exists in the world, well, let's just, let's just keep it down to the U.S., in the U.S. that we have, do you think that there will always be a class that is suppressed? <sighs> yes. I, and I, like, I don't mean that to sound defeatist. Mm. Because, you know, like, we, 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 we're always going to be improving. We're, well, at least the goal is to continue to improve. Like, I'm not sitting here with the expectation that, like, we're, we're going to move beyond capitalism in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that we can start moving away from having a, a system that is so brutal and just start making steps towards a system that's more equitable for people. Capitalism is inherently unequal. Okay, because like in 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 the the basic sense, the primary relationship in a capitalist society is the capitalist who owns the quote unquote means of production, and mm-hmm. oftentimes that really nowadays it just means that he's a very wealthy investor and just holds exponential 
like currency compared to the average worker and then the worker who produces all the value but owns like they can he the only thing he can sell is his labor mm -hmm. okay and it, the, the the primary belief or not not even belief but the primary state of affairs is that their interests are inherently at odds mm. because capitalists want to get as much value out of the worker as possible mm -hmm. so he wants to pay them as little as possible to get as much value out of them as possible and mm -hmm. obviously you're selling your labor as a worker you want to make the most money that mm -hmm. you can for your time right right um so that's an inherently unequal relationship and on a broader scale when you have a shit ton of money if you're fucking exxon mobile or if you're tesla or if you're amazon the accumulation of capital gives you outsized influence in a quote-unquote democratic system mm. you can funnel more money behind the can the, the candidates you want to win mm -hmm. you have access to lawyers who can write legislation right so it's inherently unequal in that perspective and then it's unequal in the respect that you have to justify people's lack of ma ma like material needs housing food in some way mm -hmm. because clearly like one, one, one of the common tropes is that there are more houses in the United States than there are homeless people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, there, you know, people talk about like artificial, uh, artificial scarcity under a capitalist system. Other there are motherfuckers out there burning like burying potatoes mm -hmm. in fields because they don't have anyone to sell them to, but mm -hmm. they're hungry people. In the restaurant industry, mm -hmm. you throw food out, yeah. they didn't get sold, right? Um, but you 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 have to justify that to say you know to, to people and the ways that people justify uh, scarcity in in a way that the average person can understand is oh yeah well there's somebody taking it from you mm. it's the immigrants it's the black people mm. it's the women in the workplace mm. you see what I'm saying do you think if we accepted our own duality as human beings that we could just like become better like if we could sit here and be like you know this is how we've tried to do this you know this is my opinion. And like you know, like a, a lot of this is, is is rooted in like Marxist thought. So this is just one way of looking at the world. Okay. All right. So traditional Marxists look at the world uh, through a lens what we call historical materialism. Okay. Mm, so basically, yes. what that means is you analyze the events of history and people's behavior in relation to their material conditions, i.e. what they have and what they don't have. Mm -hmm. You were in a psychology class, you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay, that's food, water, shelter, right. safety, sense of belonging, which we've been talking a lot about. Yeah. Okay, the top yeah. one is self-actualization, right. obviously. I think mm -hmm. I missed one in there, but you get the point. There's like six, isn't there? Five. Okay. Let's look them up. <laughs> Please, no. Why? I want to uh, know. It's okay, it's okay. It'll take two seconds. I don't have to take any more psych classes. Oh, is that why you don't want me to do it? <laughs> no, it's okay. But while I'm pulling it up. <laughs> it's uh, important. Some people don't even know it exists or what, what it is. We, the, the goal that we're, like, the, the society that I want to see is the society where, mo where people have the most, the, the, their chances of self-actualizing are the highest, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you have your physiological needs, food, water, warmth, rest, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Then you've got safety. Then you have belongingness and love, so that's you know Acceptance. community and that sort of thing. Then there's esteem, self-esteem, and then the top is self-actualization, which is arguably the hardest one to reach. Right? Mm -hmm. It's hard for anybody to get to a point where they can accept their duality 
if they don't have food in their belly mm-hmm. or they can't put food in their children's belly. Mm-hmm. It's hard for people to get to that point if they're stressed out about keeping a roof right. over Basic their head. Needs. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But the, 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 the prevailing belief in the United States is you, you, you have to struggle for your for, for your basic needs. Right. It's, it's one thing if you, like, want a Lamborghini or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, something that's not going to keep... You can't eat it. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you can't drink it. Nope. I guess you could sleep in it. But you like, could definitely sleep in it. Yeah. But the, 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 the state of affairs that we've deemed acceptable is, oh, you want a house? Well... Oh, you, 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 yeah, no, I don't know. But that, 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 that 40 hours isn't really going to buy you uh, a place to stay mm-hmm. in this city. So either you find roommates or maybe you should get a second job. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we, there's enough wealth in this society for people to not need to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the belief under capitalism is that if you're not producing for the system, you don't deserve the basics of existence. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That, so uh, I don't know how we get past that belief system. So you're saying, you know, how do we even begin to accept that duality? Because that is a part of s- uh, self-actualization. You got to knock out like yeah. them, th- those first, certainly those first two. And really, and, and the, the third one is the one that fucks me up. Uh, the acceptance or? The belonging. Yeah. Because it, it, it seems increasingly difficult for people to build meaningful. That might not be the case for you. It might not be the case for me. Mm-hmm. But clearly, there has to be some crisis of belonging in the United States right now, hmm. because, uh, like it, you know, you, the things that because we feel divided, right? You know, and and the reality is, is that you know you can, even though you don't, might not want to, can have plenty in common with someone you have nothing to agree with about. Um, more, most of the time we do, we, you know, and a lot of the time these people that we are demonizing and hate because we have no target yeah. are the people we come into contact with. That's not fucking Trump. That's that one guy that works in the grocery store or he owns a gas station or, you know, and unfortunately that's our community that we tear down because we're like, fuck this and fuck that. And again, it's a projection and that division, that division and also a sense of belonging. Also, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is like old, so I think that's something that is. Um, anyway, you think it's outdated? It's not that outdated, but I mean, it's older. I mean, it's it's old, but like 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 clearly okay. So it's important. Maslow is very important, and yeah. his research is very important. And I'm not and I'm not necessarily saying that that's what like Marx was talking about, but I'm right. saying like like you like ba- basically when we talk about historical materialism, all that says is that when people's material needs are taken care of mm-hmm. good things happen mm-hmm. when they're not taken care of bad things, bad happen. things happen absolutely that that that's basically you can't worry about how your philosophy until you fucking can eat exactly right yeah exactly absolutely and i think that you can't think about what you want you can't have dreams can't have all these things without the basic needs being met mm-hmm. um but uh, you know and that's uh, god is a good point to the deeper you know in a perfect world we'd all be in therapy um, but even that, how motherfuckers gonna be in therapy if they don't have health care? Right, exactly, exactly. You see what I'm saying? They can't go to the dentist. Why would they fucking pay for therapy? Yeah. So you know, it 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 it, it certainly seems like we there and I mean ultimately there has to be some sort of external shock to make this happen. But ideally, we would transition society away from one where production 
and not production, but profit mm-hmm. is the ultimate goal and one where well-being is the ultimate goal for people. And I know that sounds hippy-dippy and whatnot. It doesn't. But like, I feel like we've kind of reached kind of like the best that it can be under our current set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, were, we were kind of at this point right before the Great Depression, like in, in the 20s. So we're coming up on 100 years ago now. Mm-hmm. America was a lot more industrial. You know this year is the 100th year that women can vote? Ooh. Oh, isn't that ironic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is ironic, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think Kamala's going to be president. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> um, it took the Great Depression mm-hmm. for there to be Social Security, for there to be, you know, uh, an eight-hour workday. I think that came a little bit before the Depression. But, but, but for, for, for the government to get serious about public programs mm-hmm. as it relates to welfare and as it relates to labor in particular there had to be a pretty serious shock to the system because that put enough people in dire straits to where they got very, very serious about what they were entitled to as citizens who pay taxes into a system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a long time since we've been confronted like anything like that. Like I think COVID was kind of like uh, maybe a test run and we haven't necessarily seen how all of this is going to pan out yet. Uh, because like, you know, as we speak, like, for example, like the CDC says, you can't evict anybody until mm-hmm. New Year. Mm-hmm. You still, you still charge them rent, mm-hmm. back rent, mm-hmm. you, and you can have like a hold of eviction on them, but yeah. you, you can't put them out. But mortgage delinquencies are at a twenty-one year high, and ev- evictions are still stalled because of that CDC order. But at some point, it's gonna fall out. That bill is gonna come due, mm-hmm. and we're still facing a homeless crisis. Which, for the record, Joe Biden ain't said a goddamn thing about. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of shit. He hasn't said a goddamn thing about a lot of shit that I want yeah. him to fucking be talking because he's too busy dealing with the bullshit that is the fucking presidency. Honestly, he, he's really not doing. But like, uh, Donald Trump is doing such a bad job at running this campaign. Joe Biden doesn't have to say shit. He just has to let Donald Trump hang himself with his own fucking. I thumb. still wish he would though. Um, but he, the, the, you know, part of part of the issue is you know they don't really have a plan for it. Like you, hell, like, and and I think that a lot of like. The, I, I, w- I would like to believe that in his heart of hearts, he would like to campaign on some s- sort of rent and mortgage relief w- on his first day in office, if not for the fact that, guess what? It would spook the fucking banks. Mm-hmm. It, w- it, w- it would scare the shit out of J.P. Morgan and Chase mm-hmm. and all these banks. But, well, wait a minute. What about all the interest I've been charging? What about my money? Mm-hmm. Dude, nobody feels bad for banks. Mm-mm. Fuck you! You mm. you I, I put my money into you and you give it to other people. Mm-hmm. Literally nobody feels bad for you. No. You wrecked the economy in two thousand and eight mm-hmm. and got off scot free with it. <laughs> Literally nobody feels bad for you, bro. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a fuck. Um, but you know th- those are the people that we've seen it fit to protect. Is, yeah. is 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 the fucking bank? Banks make life bad for everybody. Yep. All poor people. <sighs> yeah, I mean look, mid- like middle class people too, yeah. and like I. Y- y- like, banks are running a scam mm-hmm. on, on, on middle-class people. It's called a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, every, like, they're out, out here giving people fucking 1% loans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, 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 you're renting the house from the bank, yep. and you're paying them for the opportunity to rent. You're, you're probably going to move. You're probably going to want to upsize. You're going to sell at a loss. You want to go to college. You want to, yeah. You know, so, I don't know. 
I'm rambling at this point. I'm no, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I love it. You, you've been answering all my ridiculously deep, um, almost bordering on philosophical questions pretty, pretty well. I, I don't know. I, I just know that we can do better than what we're doing is what, is, is what I know. I agree. We, we, like, if we could put a man on the moon, if we could mobilize. Well, the only reason we, I mean, right, I get what but, you're saying. But even, even to put a man on the moon, we had to be motivated by blowing the Russians up to do it. Motivation. If we, like, we need to figure out a way to, like, nuke poverty, not, like, not, like, poor people, but, like, the, literally the concept and condition of poverty. If we, only we could, like, find a way to shoot a missile at it, I think we'd find a way to, like, eradicate it because we love shooting missiles, or at least we love the concept of shooting missiles. Yeah. Um, Consumerism. And, that, and we, we play a role in this, too, because yeah. we like to buy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and yet, like uh, yeah, you know, it, we, we, we can't leave ourselves out of it either because, mm-hmm. you know, we... Everything that is around us is a projection of ourselves. Yeah. I know that rich people exist, and I know that we're taking advantage of plenty of people, and I know that there's a lot of that that we can't touch and never will touch, but there is definitely a personal responsibility. And this is for me. This is for everyone. This is not just people I'm talking about. I'm talking about myself. Everyone has a personal responsibility to try to figure out what they're consuming and who they're consuming it from, regardless of how you know much energy you feel like you're spending doing that. Um, it's the harder thing to do. Just like you shouldn't have, you shouldn't vote because of a party. You should vote because of the platforms you want to see in the future. You know, it's not about, oh God. And I mean, obviously I'm not. mm. I think the best thing that I can do at this point is just understand local Nashville politics better. Because Mm -hmm. that, you know, like I, I've always been somebody that kept up with, you know, the state level politics. You have the go vote app, go vote Tennessee great place to start it'll give you every possible update on every local anything you could possibly need word people need to hear that because like i'm sure other people know that but like you know i you know th- this is my first time like living in like an actual city mm-hmm. yeah i lived in the suburb you know and then i was in college but um we can all stand to be more involved in 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 city Elections. politics yeah because mm-hmm. um, it you know in you, like I said, you, it, it takes more work. It's not hard to pull up CNN or pull up fucking, you know, Real Clear Politics or Ballotpedia to, to get all the information on, like, these national races or even your state races. But you mm-hmm. got you to you do the work for your city council. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you know, we've talked about all these lofty concepts, but that's really the most important place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, your community, yeah. Yeah. It's the easiest and the hardest because th- th- that's the real shit. Like I said, you have to put time into that. You know, you have to be at the council meetings. You have to do all these things, um, even when you don't have the time. And, you know, another cool thing right now that's happening in Tennessee, even in the midst of all this stuff, is a lot of people can still go get their associate's degree for free. You know, you can still build an education. um, And through that, you can get a bachelor's degree. I will graduate with no debt with my associate's degree pretty soon. And because my GPA is a three, I mean, it's higher than a 3.5, but like anything above a 3.5, um, is like oh, I could I could potentially have a full ride to a place like Tennessee State, you know that's four years of college that I could get pretty much paid for. Walk out of college with you know five thousand dollars of debt instead of forty thousand, and that's another thing. Banks, big colleges, you know they don't want you to think it's valuable because you know people tell you that it's just a piece of paper. And I get I definitely understand why people feel like that, and I definitely understand why the generation feels like that because so many people went into school and have these incredible degrees, you know, and not just people with psychology degrees, people with engineering degrees, you know, maybe it's just something you didn't want to do. Um, but 
you know, take the time, be mindful, get just grab the patriarchy by the balls in any small way that you can, even if that's not ordering from big business and supporting a local, you know, black owned business. If, if that's, if that's, you know, anything, whatever that you can see a small victory in voting for Marquita Bradshaw. Yes. She's not going to be the next president of the United States, but it's extremely cool and historical what she's trying to do. She is something, you know, if you're not going to vote for Joe Biden, you know, go vote for Makita Bradshaw. I, I get it. You think you fucking hate Joe Biden, you know, like I, he's not my favorite either. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you, you, you grit your teeth and, and do and it. Do. I, and I, I, I mean, I hate that I'm saying that, but like, obviously like so many like felons you, in the state can't vote. Do it for them. Yeah. Do it for the people that can't fucking vote. Do it for the fact that, you know what, bitch, you know, I can't even get an abortion in the state anymore and I vote, but like, I don't give a fuck because a hundred years ago, somebody couldn't vote because they had a vagina. And I could be there. I'm not safe from that. I don't care how far we think we've come. We clearly, we clearly are struggling with continually moving forward as a species. Um, we clearly aren't looking for um, something that is sustainable. We are not rewarding that in our society, and we're seeing that in our politics. We're seeing that in the world itself and the climate and the environment. Um, so even those small victories, you just got to savor. You have to savor it and make it last and understand that it does matter. And in the same way that people believe in God, maybe steer that energy a little bit more towards believing in what is in front of you, <laughs> um, like going to vote. Even, you know, like you can't have faith in something you can't see, um, right? That's, you know, that's the whole point of faith, right? You got to have faith in it even though you can't see it. So just take some of that energy and fucking put it towards your country, your government, your state. Even if you don't think it matters, just do it anyway because you can, because so many people can't, especially in Tennessee. There's so many felons here that can't vote. I mean, we still live in a place where we have to register to vote. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's another thing that's kind of like fucking bullshit. Like, it's 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 way too complicated to get registered to vote. It's suppression. It is suppression. Yeah, it like, man, and yeah, no, it, it, it's clearly suppression. It's just like, you know, you, it, it should be tied to your social security number. I know people that wanted honest. so badly to vote this year but couldn't get some bullshit paperwork. People that are adopted that can't mm. get birth certificates. Yeah, you know, I mean, just there's a whole list. I mean, there's one fucking tech ballot box in fucking all of Houston, Texas. Like, oh, there's just so many things. Mm. There's so many things that are just like clearly why? Why if it doesn't matter, then why the fuck are they do going through all, so oh, no, much? It definitely matters. It to make so it we, hard. We were going to talk about the electoral college. Okay, let's do it. I know all year everybody's been afraid of civil war. That's your fucking civil war. Is it if there is ever a if, if we ever get serious, which in the mean, like in the, in the near future, I don't see this happening, but like you would have to abolish the electoral college via uh, constitutional amendment. Um, and people shit their pants. That I think would be the one that sets in motion the breakup of the United States. Um, because maybe we should break up. So in the long we're term, we're fucking huge. It, yeah, I think that we're too big. I, we're, we're too big. And in the long term, I don't see a way to keep it all together. I, I, I just don't. Because, you know, like the interior is just way too different than the coast. Mm. And also it, all these states that are providing, which much love to those people that live in those states. I'm not mm. saying like I'm not trying to be a, like hateful about this, but there are states carrying other states in a lot of ways, you know. OK, who's carrying who? Um, New York's carrying psh, economically uh -huh. uh, a few. Are 
Who's growing the food, though? <laughs> that's fair, but that's not, that, that's not a lot. A lot of rural areas, okay, like Mississippi or whatever, it's like lots of food deserts there. And, and a lot of the resources that are like like avocados, like something that's exotic mm. in nature or whatever, is not going to... See, don't, like, this, like this, is, this, this is what's going to... I mean, we don't yeah. trade locally. Unless no. you're going to your farmer's market, unless you're going to your local, which you can here, which is dope, mm. Um you're not paying yeah, local. This is part of the reason why, like, the, the refrigerator was such a big deal was because before the refrigerator, they had to keep the slaughterhouse in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, That's a good point. at that point, yeah, all of the produce came from the interior and it would come in through the railroad and then you'd have to process it in the city and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we don't need that anymore. But I, I think that we are too big. But, like, it's up for debate who's carrying who. I guess um, that's fair. You know, uh, but it, I, I think the primary problem is that we're too big. Mm-hmm. We're, we're too big. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things, you should read this book, The Death of Democracy. One of the interesting things that they talk about when it comes to the rise of the Nazis was that like Berlin was like the cultural capital and was honestly a cultural capital of the world at that point. Not the, but one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this like right-wing organization called... Um, People of the land, um, it was like Landvolk. It's a very, very German name. Yeah. Um, but they, there, there was resentment in the heartland of Germany against Berlin because of you know their quote unquote liberal cultural values, and uh, they, you know, they got to have all the fun, and the labor unions in the city had outsized power against like all the farmers in the country, um, and that was a lot of where. Support for the Nazis came from because you know they 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 were very resentful for life in the city, mm-hmm. uh, re- re- resentful of people that lived in cities, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that it flowed the opposite way mm-hmm. um, too. Um, but obviously, the electoral college is kind of the only hope <laughs> that, that that Republicans really have to win elections mm-hmm. because you know all the, the the population centers are all blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. Between uh, you and me, LOL. Uh, there are plenty of amendments <laughs> that mm-hmm. we could think of, of, you know, to the Constitution. Um, it's the reaction to that would, that would be volatile. You yeah, know? It, literally, like, so the, 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 the convergence of climate crisis, economic implosion, and an amendment to abolish the electoral college all at the same time. Obviously that's not going to happen today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That, this is probably like a 50, 60, 70 year thing. Mm-hmm. But if those three things ever converge, donezo. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to end up happening is if the oceans level rise, o- ocean levels rise, nobody's going to want to live in New York. Mm-mm. Nobody's going to want to live in Miami. Mm-mm. Nobody's going to want to live in LA. I mean, New Orleans Francisco. is already yeah. under the sea. Right. <laughs> so there's people that are flocking, at, you know. Literally, all the yuppies are going to want to move inland mm-hmm. and everybody's going to be like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? Go yeah. back to where you're from. And they're going to be like, oh no, there's no water. Yeah. Um, and you know, people, pe- pe- and, and I didn't even throw social media in the mix, mm-hmm. but economic implosion, climate crisis, amendment to abolish the electoral college, because the, at, at that point, then that would, if we're still under a two party system, totally disenfranchise half of the political system. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when it just when you when you when you throw all of that together, I just don't see how the country would be able to survive in one piece. It would have to break up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's that that's that's way down the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You know, we live in t- 
Tennessee. So yeah, I would I would have to I would have to leave the South. I would not you know if we if we carved it up, I would have to these chop were, it up, bro. Yeah, I would have to go somewhere else. The, the West Coast would be too crowded. Nah, dude, I'm gonna just get up in the mountains. Yeah, like um, <laughs> just fuck up and get up in those mountains. But um, I don't know. I um like I said, I, everybody go vote. Um, local election it's important even if you don't give a fuck about the presidency yeah and that I think that really is the important part um, because what happens locally ultimately is going to impact your life a whole lot more than um, what happens on the national level and I mm-hmm. think we can all do a better job of being more involved in our local politics myself included mm-hmm. uh, myself in particular because um, I'm you know I, I like the grand concepts and whatnot. Um, but it's easy to get kind of lost in the sauce with, you know, the fancy and exciting stuff and then, Mm -hmm. uh, neglect the stuff that really, really matters. Mm -hmm. But let's um, amend the constitution. (laughs) Closing thoughts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No more gerrymandering. No more fucking felony. Can't vote. No more fucking. There's so many things. I really do think that part of the problem is that we're just too fucking big. I mean, it is a problem. Yeah. It, it, and I, I know that's probably scary to say, but like, what, what I guess I was going to say, what do we really benefit from being so big? I mean, I guess we can't get invaded. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Cause uh, I mean, think about, think about the mountain ranges. Think about attacking America. Yeah. It'd be impossible. Yeah. So, th- I mean, yeah, but wars well, are fought on boots anymore. It's happening right now. It's in technology. You can it's do it in digital. Yeah. Yeah. Th- it is happening. Yeah. It is the way that wars are going on now. We are not going to see wars be. Why would we? It's not the okay. same time period. So where would we go? Where, where would you go? You would go. What mountains would you go to? Uh, I mean, I probably mean more the hills. I, I, pro- I probably want to stay in Tennessee, but I would just live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. See, if that would ever happen, I don't know if I would be safe in Tennessee. But <laughs> like, Florida is already a no go. But like, God, Florida no. would be even be more of a no go because the ocean will have swallowed it up. True. Um. And everybody's gonna like want, but everybody everybody's gonna be rushing to get into the interior. Though I'm always trying to get my like apocalypse plan together. I would stay in Tennessee. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would do. I would I would figure it out when it came. I know one thing though. I'm not going south, so for shit. Yeah. I mean, like, oh god, I'm not going. I'm not going to Kentucky. I'm not, I'm not going. You know, go, I'm going to the. And honestly. East Tennessee can be a very scary place, so I gotta think that one through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, there's a way to live rural. Yeah, people, I don't know. People forget that Appalachia like exists. Go. Yeah, like that. That like that. That is in the United States. Can I tell a ridiculous story Go for it. that may or may not be true? This is not an admission of guilt or crime. Oh um, so first time partaking in activities of, um, of course, not me. This is not you know again may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to a local waterfall, and I think I've heard this one. <laughs> you probably have. Um, there was a family. Uh, and it is clearly um, an inbred family, and um, I was under the influence. Uh, we'll leave it at that. And I couldn't put it together. You know that they they were, were inbred. They all like looked alike, and you know whatever. But because I was under the influence, it was like kind of difficult to process it. Um, but it was. I met a I met a girl that did not know how old she was. Um, this was in East Tennessee. Um, I met a girl who did not know how old she was, and it was it was very sad. And the way I figured out she didn't know how old she was is because she didn't know how old her dog was. And 
you know, I asked, you know, how long have you had her? And she's like, I don't know, you know, and she's basically kind of avoiding saying her age. Um, and like the patriarchal figure was there, like white beard, whole nine, like super ripped old dude. There was no like matriarchal figure in sight. And it was just like, these kids were clearly socially very inept and like did not understand social cues at all. I at one point fell and this boy, he actually kind of inadvertently saved my life because I fell down a hill and he grabbed my leg and he hit, he like stopped me from hitting my head on a rock or anything. And it was pretty steep. So I could have definitely really hurt myself. And he caught me and, you know, I remember thanking him. He probably was like 10. Um, and the guy I was seeing at the time made a joke. He's like, yeah, man, I owe you. And this little kid started to talk about how much money that we owed him and started making jokes that he clearly thought were very funny, you know, and it was just very weird. And he was like very socially didn't have many, um, skills. Um, and you know, eventually I looked around and I was like, holy shit, all of it. And they were all related. And it was like, whoa so yes Appalachia fucking still exists and that shit's no joke and it blows my mind because when that happened I was like holy shit this shit you know deliverance is real yeah, yeah. still never seen that movie it don't it's fine it's a classic no I always tell people just because it's a classic, they mean it. Monty Python and the Holy Grail is a classic too. Dude, I'm gonna get <laughs> shit for that. No, nobody gives a fuck about Monty fucking Python. So many like, people. Literally so nobody many cares. <laughs> nobody cares. I've seen the birds, and I think the birds is whack. I don't think I've seen that. Alfred Hitchcock. It's not scary. Dude, the fucking <laughs> psycho, psycho. I've never I seen it. recently was made to watch. They were like, "You don't even like horror. You're not." And I mean, they made me watch it and. I get it. Why it was scary then? I mm. get why it was scary. Oh yeah, yeah. No, those they do not age well. I don't yeah. Give a fuck how classic they are. They do not it's age. Like, bro, well. it's twenty twenty. Yeah. Like, I don't. I want to watch Midsummer. <laughs> Midsummer is dope. God, it's so. You good. You want to know what's not scary? What? is the haunting of Bly Manor? <laughs> it is not fucking good. Okay, I didn't. I don't agree. You think that shit is scary? I mean, that's not the scariest thing I've ever Man, seen. Man, that shit not It's not bad. Fucking Haunting bullshit. of Hill House was fucking gold. Uh, I, so I didn't finish it, but like, that seemed scary-ish. Haunting of Hill House? Yes. Haunting of Bly Manor. The only fucking thing that happens is people talk. That, that fucking <laughs> flashlight monster pops up in mirrors, and the fucking eight-year-old says... Absolutely splendid. Like 15 million That's times. all that she knows how to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, look, if you don't learn some other fucking words, <laughs> you don't learn some other adjectives. But the reason she says it is because the prior babysitter said it all the time. And she's being possessed by the prior babysitter. Oh, shit. Well, thanks. I mean, I don't care about spoilers because I gave up on that show a long fucking time Ooh, ago. Ooh, damn. Yeah, my no, bad. I don't give a fuck. That's, I, it was ass. <laughs> that literally... But you should. Everyone should watch Suspiria because that shit was wild. Yeah, Suspiria is dope. Holy god! Anyway, this was fun. This is good. This is good. Everybody, go vote. Go vote. Literally, Marquita Bradshaw. Yeah, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Bye, guys. Bye.